good, Joe. We'll be good. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 524, December 22nd, 2020. 53 degrees was the high on this day in 1890. Huh. Uh, and 20 below in 1983. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. <laughs> Rookie. That's funny. Uh, That's funny. I told him, lay off mentioning his birthday, so he texts me. Okay, it's off the air. I'm going to text you. Tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> He's sending it to I'm all not saying of us. anything. I'm not saying anything. Happy birthday, bro. I made a valiant effort last night to see the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, and it was just too cloudy. I have a couple of uh, really neat vantage points that I thought would work out well. It gave me, it gave me a clear look at the western and southwestern horizon. I had my uh, monocular with me. I was all set to go. Then, even though it was cloudy, I tried another site, which was ridiculous because the clouds didn't go away, and uh, I didn't see it. I would, I didn't I'm, see a, it. When, I'm the most southwest of any of us, and I even went out there at 5.30, gave her a look, and went, nope, can't see nothing. When you were out there, Such, were you humming to yourself, conjunction, junction, <laughs> what's your function? Tim writes, if you saw the brightness of the Christmas star last night, you may not have appreciated how far away these two planets actually were. Jupiter was about 551 million miles from Earth last night as you were viewing it. Saturn was over a billion miles from Earth. These two planets are immensely larger than Earth and reflect a lot of light. Saturn is 764 times the size of Earth. And Jupiter is 1,321 times larger than Earth. It takes Saturn over 29 Earth years to orbit the Sun. We mark a birthday on Earth every time our planet completes an orbit around the Sun. If you did the same thing on Saturn, you would be lucky to see your third birthday. I gave it quite an effort. I kept going back to check. Yep. Just hoping that there was some type of break. I knew exactly where to look, but I got—I must have went back there four or five times. I got nothing. Uh, I didn't go back because the clouds were uh, uh, terribly evident. They, they weren't going to dissipate, so right. I, I didn't go back. And now tonight's another opportunity. Apparently it will be somewhat less spectacular than it was last night based on the photographs I've seen. It was just extraordinary. Uh, but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the clear skies tonight, but we're under a winter storm watch now with heavy winds and snow headed in and maybe the chance of a white Christmas. Do you think kids, uh, you know, seven-year-olds, six-year-olds, they don't give a bleep about a white Christmas, do no, they? No, that's not true. Of, of course they do. My, my kids. Well, where's that come from? Old Bing Crosby movies? Well, they don't no. watch those. No, because they're they're inundated with, you know, we've watched 500 Christmas movies, you know, in the last two weeks. They absolutely want snow. Polar Express is on tonight, if your kids are interested. Oh, my, my little guy loves Polar Express. It's on I uh, BBC Christmas. America. Christmas in Connecticut last night as part of my <laughs> holiday tradition. Of course you did with Barbara Stanwyck. Yes. You love her. You Sydney love Sydney Green Street, too. The, the problem right. with kids and having a white Christmas, if you don't have the snow, you might have to cancel Christmas. 
You know, he found a way, didn't yep. he? He, really he found a way. A way. I, uh, <laughs> no, I agree with you, though, as far as the celestial viewing. Uh, the, dissip- the dissipation of the clouds and so forth should allow us to get a grander vision of the celestial we event. We have no so shot with you today, do we? Nope. Are you in party mode, Brooke? Oh, yeah. Kind of started last night. <laughs> I gave myself a little... I gave myself... Just He's a, got a birthday eve eve. Just a little, <laughs> just a little treat. Harmony Spirits was in full play. I, I suppose. I, I suppose that. I suppose it exacerbates things. Uh, try that word on, Rook. Yeah. It exacerbates your a week to have your birthday one day before Christmas Eve. I, I hadn't intended at all on mentioning my birthday, but since you have opened the floodgates, uh, it's it's a fun week, and the. Uh, uh, I try not to exacerbate on my uh, on my birthday week, <laughs> but I, I have a difficult time. You hold off. Pretty, pretty set in my ways. Pretty set in my ways. You know, you, you won't be there tomorrow, and you must be present to receive gifts. And you won't be there tomorrow. You must be present to receive a gift. You know what? I am going on a sleigh ride in Coon Rapids tomorrow, so I'm hoping for a little wow. bit of snow. Otherwise, it changes into just a hayride. Give them the it's been double a long time Duluth since I've fall. done that oh exasperate The sleigh ride through <laughs> Coon Rapids is fabulous. What, do you go through the uh, neighborhoods? <laughs> down yeah, the street? On, down on Maine. They're down on Maine. We just zip right through and look at lights. <laughs> well, we can go no, by Johnny's house. He's in Coon Rapids. You can stop and see me. Yeah, yeah they got a track. Over, it's over at the park, on. yeah. I have the family cutter. I haven't gone to pick it up yet, but uh, it, it's got my name on it. Joe, what amount of money would it require for you to I got two extra go hand-in-hand hand with the CP on a magical sleigh ride in Coon Rapids? That ain't going to happen. Now, see, that's, that is an act where it might open the door a little bit, where, you know, it's not a motorcycle ride along the, the shore of Superior, which is your fantasy that she said, I don't think we're going to be doing that. I, I, got, I got news for you. A ride she's, not a, she's not a fan of cold weather, so that's not going to happen. I mean, give her a blanket. That's when you hold her tight and whisper sweet nothings of <laughs> Yule logs in her ear. What? Boys, you know? I'm going to take my good news. <laughs> then go yeah. home and exaggerate with birds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my good news where I find By it. By yourself. <laughs> What's your good news, cowboy? I'm going to take my good news where I find it. Biden has named Bruce Reed a moderate fiercely opposed by the squad fruitcakes. He's named Bruce Reed as his deputy chief of staff, and the uh, squad immediately created a petition. Sign now, no deficit hawks in the Biden administration. Read a petition formed by the Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez aligned Justice Democrats in November. It was in opposition to Bruce Reed, a longtime aide aide to President-elect Biden, getting the spot on the administration. Now imagine this. The squad is opposed to someone who's interested in the budget. They're opposed to a deficit hawk. Reed, Biden's yeah. transition organization announced Tuesday, will be the president-elect's deputy chief of staff, one of the most powerful positions in a presidential administration. Reed was tapped along with a handful of others to senior posts in the Biden White House on Tuesday. The group included Ann Philippic, an Obama campaign and White House alumna who previously ran a nonprofit promoting enrollment in the Affordable Care Act as the director of management administration. I don't care about that. I, I like the fact that the progressives are infuriated. 
They can't take it. That's a win. I'll take that win. I, I take I take it where I find P- putting someone in the administration who will prioritize paying down the deficit ahead of all other concerns in charge is a recipe for cutting our earned benefits and turning the COVID recession into a, a depression. The squad wrote, "Rejecting Reed will be a major test for the soul of the Biden presidency." These people are so insane that they really believe you should be able to continue to spend more than you take in. There's mm. a reason for why Reed shouldn't be in the White House. The petition cites his role in the Obama administration's bold Simpson Commission, which proposed massive cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Joe Biden must not repeat Obama's mistake. It says Joe Biden and Kamala Harris ran on strong promises to protect and expand Social Security. I got news for you. Nothing's going to happen to Social Security. The petition was prompted by incoming squad member, Representative-elect Cory Bush, Democrat, Missouri, on Twitter. Axios reported that Ocasio-Cortez, along with Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, also signed the petition. If the Biden administration is serious about protecting Medicare and Social Security, they must not appoint one of the biggest champions of cuts to lead their budget agency. Well, he's not leading the budget agency. He's Biden's chief of staff. Join me and our our progressive coalition in saying no to deficit hawks, Omar wrote on Twitter. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, stunning. Basically, you're showing your cards there. There are also other elements of Reed's past likely to upset the left. Uh, Reed previously ran a think tank where one author argued for partial privatization of Social Security. The same think tank also published a column promoting the invasion of Iraq, The Intercept reported. The progressive uh, publication The Young Turks, meanwhile, this month published a story critical of Reed for his alleged ties to Trump Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. The Biden transition team on Tuesday, however, lauded Reed and the others it named to senior positions. I just think it's fantastic. Uh, As I say, it's a small note of hope, but I'm going to take my good news where I find it. And it's just based on that, it's it's an indication that perhaps Biden will not allow himself to be dragged into the dungeon of the squad and completely ruin this country. In his new role, Joe, will he have any influence over finance, budget, spending, sure. and cutting? Sure. Just well, he's got the president's ear. Right. Well, you're pretty he, big on that. You like that. Yeah. Can I come at you from another angle? Yeah. Los Angeles Times. President-elect Joe Biden has made no secret that one of his earliest foreign policy objectives will be for the U.S. to rejoin the landmark Iran nuclear deal that the Trump administration has spent four years disparaging and gutting. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, I'm telling you that I'm taking my bits of positivity where I can find them. And of all the people he could have selected for chief of staff, he could have he could have acquiesced to the squad and taken someone from their ballywick. Right. He didn't. He went with this guy. I'm taking it where I find it. I can't. I okay. can't. I can't go all over the map on this. I was more interested that in California, Democratic legislators are hounding Newsom to provide free medical care to all yeah. illegal immigrants. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Uh, the battle lines are being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
There's a man with a gun over there telling me I ought to beware. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Everywhere a sign. <laughs> Saying mostly hooray for our sign. Raindrops keep falling on my completely Everybody different wants song. Some. I want completely some too. <laughs> Chris, I have uh, early wow. audio. <laughs> Chris, I have early audio of Philippe Cunningham, mm -hmm. uh, who was asked a question uh, during his uh, educational training in the uh, failed academy. And I, I'm uh, curious as, as if you have that 22-second clip. I do. I don't have the question that preceded it, but I just have his answer. Is that okay? Well, the question was, uh, what would he do about a police? Uh, what, is, what does he think the role is of a police force in a big American city? Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything? Duh, yeah. That's it. That was that was Philippe, and they went on to become a city council member. I gotta hear that again. I think you should. Have Jim you ever had dreams that? <laughs> that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. I, I think it's as clear. Now as can day. you find I, Philippe? I know that's throwing you a curve. Uh, I'm surprised that he didn't turn to his uh, sibling and say, "Maybe you should take this one." Right. <laughs> Champ, why don't you sit this one out? Oh my word! Oh my word! And people have been sending me old uh, clips from the Cheers TV show in which during one episode a city councilman came in and uh, was spewing this utter nonsense and the guys at the bar were betting each other that they could get him to say something. It was, it was pretty good, but too long to play, too long to play on the show. Oh, KSTP, you and your wonderful website. Oh, don't worry about no, it. No, no, no. I mean, the public... The public needs to hear that message. I mean, I, that's the kind of yeah. language you want coming from your city leaders, don't you think, Joe? Did you guys talk if about this at all before uh, the <laughs> recording started? Not really, no. Kenny. No, 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 not really. No. Okay. All right. What do you think is the police chief's role in that? The police chief's role is to be able to have a vision of what it means it for up. us to have a strong... Um, focus on what should police be focusing on. <laughs> oh, can you go back and play the younger? Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could it's an you audio do, separated you, at birth. You want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. See, and I'd probably vote for the kid before. Yeah. I and vote now for the you. elder again. Yes. Now now Philippe yes. has he grown up a little. Uh, you guys are. You know he has, Joe. Uh, yeah, he has. Well, why did it go away? I don't. I guess I don't understand the technicality. Yeah, I know you don't. But yeah, don't worry. Really we played no, it enough. No, no. Remember last I week when I suggested you uh, record this and so you could use it as a drop? <laughs> hey, uh, Kenny. Anytime you want to come back and work in this oh. studio, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I have been extra harsh on you the last couple of That's weeks. Okay. So, uh, That's okay. That's Merry Christmas, Chris. It's, I apologize. It's for the holiday being, uh, season. I love you, brother. <laughs> it doesn't mean his apology. Doesn't, his apology doesn't mean it's going to stop. He's just apologized for yeah. prior, yeah. For, for yeah. previous times, for yeah. up to this point. Right. Yeah, I've been very mean to Chris the last That's two. That's all right. Does that mean you're going to target somebody else now? Or? Yeah, you're next. 
Uh, I think uh, actually I've been kind of getting mad at John. Oh, yeah. Take That's a, okay. Uh, Everybody uh, has. I've misplaced an important document. Can you take a time out? We can, please? Joe. But first, you know what I'm going to do? Huh? I'm going to tell you all Your about job? our. <laughs> tell you about our friends at Harmony Spirits. Tis the holiday season and Harmony Spirits first and foremost foremost wants to thank all of you GLers including you rookie that have made Harmony Spirits part of your rotation. How about this? They are also excited to announce that we have received a gold medal for our gin and a silver medal for the barrel proof bourbon whiskey oh. at the Las Vegas Wine and Spirits Awards this year. That does not sound like any fun. I disagree. They should have won. Second place, they should have won. They That is such that barrel-aged uh, whiskey is divine, and it's great sipping stuff. They and came in second? They came in second. So that's apparently, not, First in my heart, but I know a lot about that Las Vegas convention. Mm. It's a huge deal to even get nominated for that, for oh, that thing. Oh, yeah, I so don't that's awesome. that, for sure. I'm, I'm congratulating. I'm just being selfish. And also, you can stop in and finish your Christmas shopping at Harmony Spirits. They have a caramel apple, Manhattan, and blackberry mojito drink kits available. Perfect for that spirits lover in your life. But here's what they ultimately would like you to do. Stop in at your local liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. They are so thankful for all of you GLers that have done that very thing. Print off an email and head on into your local liquor store. And you can't hear know. that printer, can you? No, you heard about no. Harmony Spirits right here on the GL Podcast. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh, uh, Such, are we talking about the failed academy or the mystery today? We've already kind of touched on the mystery. Are, are we going to get to those two topics at all today? Well, the squad you know, comes out of the failed academy. Yeah. Uh, well, the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing, that's our answer, GLers, to the, the both the mystery and the failed academy. You learn a marketable skill and a rewarding feel. You get a great job. You start making good money right away. You pay off that school loan all the while, learning more, getting higher levels of certification, and making even more money. And if ambition and drive, if that's part of your lexicon, that's your deal. When it comes to non-destructive testing, baby, the world will be all yours. I want you to go to the website with me, trainingndt.com. That's where you're going to learn everything there is to know, what kind of testing, what kind of jobs, what companies. But basically, you'll be non-destructively testing everything from brand new little parts to old massive structures and testing for things like stress, inadequacies, uh, flaws that's going to determine their future, future usefulness. Go ahead, say that with me. Future, Future usefulness. usefulness. It's a six-month online course. Then you go up there, Brainerd, Baxter, that area, three weeks in class in their brand-new facility, shacked up in a beautiful, nice hotel. It's all part of your tuition. And that's when you meet the future potential employers. They fly in from all over the world to handpick you, the next testing pro, and the school has a 92% placement rate, uh, a match that's made in heaven. And the probable outcome for you is going to be success. Trainingndt.com, that's the website. Uh, and if you're young and just getting started in the working world, oh, what a great opportunity. Uh, but if you're, you know, kind of doing a podcast and morning traffic and it's not really super rewarding, 
Maybe you should check it out too, Kenny. Uh, it's the Institute of Non-Destructive Testing, the website trainingndt.com. Joe. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi, Johnny Height. Hi, uh, Joe. Thank you. Uh, this update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Work to dismantle one of St. Paul's largest homeless encampments and relocate its occupants started Monday with city and nonprofit workers helping about three dozen people take down their tents and pack up their belongings before driving them to indoor shelters. The site on Kellogg Boulevard, about a block from City Hall downtown, was the first of eight homeless encampments that city leaders plan to dismantle, saying the situation has become unsafe. The scene was busy but orderly, according to law enforcement. The St. Paul Fire Department has responded to more than 30 out-of-control fires at encampments this year and more than 70 emergency medical calls, including one for a person staying under a bridge who died of exposure. About 30 firefighters responded to a blaze at Kellogg Park early Friday morning at fire-damaged tents but had no reported injuries. Congress passed a $900 billion pandemic relief package last night. How much of it staying in the country, John? Um, some. <laughs> some, ah. Chris. Lawmakers tacked on a $1.4 trillion catch-all spending bill and thousands of pages of other end-of-session business in a massive bundle of bipartisan legislation as Capitol Hill prepared to close the books on the year. The bill went to President Trump for his signature, and that's expected to happen in the next few days. The bill combines coronavirus fighting funds with financial relief for individuals and businesses. It would establish a temporary $300 per week supplemental jobless benefit and a $600 direct stimulus payment to most Americans, along with a new round of subsidies for hard-hit businesses, restaurants and theaters, and money for schools, health care providers, and renters who face eviction. What else is on there, John? Anything a else? help for the for- Dalai Lama. There's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff on there. Foreign aid Solar energy aid. Yeah. The yeah. Most John, the, I have uh, a naive question. Yeah. That bill was over 5,000 pages long. Mm-hmm. It is not yeah. remotely plausible that that was read nope. by a single legislative no. member. My other no, part no. is, who writes that? Uh, well, they got, they got staff, don't they? Oh, I Does understand, but 5,000 pages, yeah. none of them read it. None of them. But that's have you, if you've followed their legislation, that sounds fairly common. A lot of those bills are 3,000 pages, and they pass in two days. I thought I read this was possible. one of the longest, that this was really? one of the longest, yeah. And how come in the Star Tribune uh, piece today they didn't mention uh, the Dalai Lama or any of those other countries? The the foreign part of it is is in that catch-all that was attached to it. So it's not actually part of the COVID part. It's part of the 1.4 trillion spending bills that mm-hmm. uh, they tacked on the back mm-hmm. for some reason. So I think okay. that's why. I, so you're apologizing yeah. for your president? I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> your president too, Kenny. Wait a minute. Which president are we talking about? Yeah, he, he's not in office yet. <laughs> but I, I, I need to ask, why? Why are, we, why are we sending all of this money overseas? Yeah, I, I can't answer that, Chris. I, do I look like a government expert? What, what's the deal no, here? No, but you, you did the news story. I Such, maybe do you have any speculation uh, how that went down and why? It's whatever it would be needed to protect their position on the rail. I, I have no idea. Because it's maddening. Let me go back to Biden hiring this... Uh, a deficit hawk fellow. I think what we're going to see is a is a great argument develop between 
the so-called moderates, let's just be fanciful for a moment and call Biden a moderate and Pelosi a moderate. We're going to see a great battle for the soul of that Democratic Party. And I think the I think the longtime careerists like Biden and Pelosi and Schumer, I think they look at these young whippersnappers and they get worried that the young whippersnappers will ruin their life on the third rail. And I think that's why they're so damn uh, uh, insistent on bringing in a deficit hawk. And don't you think the same thing will be or boy, uh, I'll go out on a limb, maybe should be playing out uh, in the Republican Party? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Both, both parties, I think, Republicans are thing. just as fractured. Oh, absolutely. If not more so. Yeah. So in the next maybe 10 years, both parties will take different routes, don't you think? Yes. I mean, that's why it seems to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. <laughs> and we will go on. <laughs> and we'll go on ignoring any third-party attempts. We'll exactly. just completely ignore all of that and just yep. continue to be... Uh, you know, force-fed the garbage we have been. Yep. Uh, this is the deadliest year in United States history, with deaths expected to top 3 million for the first time ever, due mainly to the coronavirus pandemic. Final mortality data for this year will not be available for several months, but preliminary numbers suggest the U.S. is on track to see more than 3.2 million deaths, about 400,000 more than in 2019. U.S. deaths increase most years, so some rise is expected, but the 2020 numbers amount to a jump of about 15%. That could go higher once all the deaths from this month are counted. That would mark the largest single percentage leap since 1918. That's the year when tens of thousands of U.S. soldiers died in World War I and hundreds of thousands of Americans died in a flu pandemic. Deaths rose 46% that year, 1918, compared with 1917. Wait a minute now. Do that, do that figure again? You said 3.2 million expected? 3.2 mil. And yep. that's an increase of 400,000 from last year? Is that right? Uh, 400,000 more, yep. Okay. Do you guys follow the deaths that the Star Tribune uh, prints in the lower left-hand corner every day? I follow them in the Pioneer Press. Uh, yeah, there's just a there. No, there's just a little box of stats, and oh, every every gotcha. morning they print the same the the stats. And by my math, we only had twenty twenty two deaths in the last twenty four hours. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good really thing. good. Yeah, especially given what it's been right. in the last month or so. Hmm. Uh, New lawsuits. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison's office has filed three new lawsuits against restaurants. According to Ellison, the three restaurants, St. Patrick's Tavern in New Prague, the Poorhouse in Clark's Grove, and the Interchange in Albert Lee have been offering on-premises dining in violation of Executive Order 2099. Ellison said there are 10,000 restaurants and 1,500 bars in Minnesota. By far, the vast majority of them have served their communities by complying with the law all along. Ellison's office has now filed 10 enforcement actions against businesses violating COVID-19 restrictions. How does Ellison find out about these? Well, he's got moles. People are tipping him off. Snitches. Tattletales. I'm sure people tell. And we were speculating, was it this week or last week, whatever, uh, about how these have turned into uh, a speakeasy situation. We live in in an era right now where speakeasies would not work. You could not do anything in secret because people are so in love with turning each other in. Yep. 
Well, I want the secret knock. Come on, let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a GLer up here wrote me an email talking about a, a, a joint within an hour of here, and I didn't respond, and I'm certainly not going to publicize it, and I, I would ask other GLers, do the same thing. You see a place open, keep your mouth shut, leave them alone, let them do their business till. Ellison steps in and sues them for I, everything they're worth. I can't wait till a few months or maybe even a year from now when we're in somewhat back to normal and Ellison tries to go out for dinner for the first time. I am going to love that reaction. <laughs> well, I think restaurants should refuse to serve him. And walls. Mm-hmm. Things got heated in Oregon yesterday, speaking of protests. Uh, at the Oregon State Capitol in Salem, protesters stormed the state house as lawmakers were inside. Anti-lockdown protesters, some of whom were armed, called on lawmakers and Oregon Whoa. Governor Kate Brown Whoa. to reopen Whoa. the state and end COVID-19 restrictions. Lawmakers were meeting to review five bills related to COVID-19 relief. Uh, in the morning hours, protesters coalesced around the Capitol door. When that happened, Oregon State Police declared an unlawful assembly. Among the dozens of protesters were mem uh, members of Patriot Prayer, a far-right violent group sympathetic to white supremacists. Local Proud Boy, to fill, uh, Proud Boy affiliates also attended, were heavily armed. After local police declared an unlawful assembly, the group of protesters grew angrier and chanted. As protesters ignored the decree, they moved in on the Capitol door and clashed with police. According to Oregon State Police, protesters sprayed police with bear spray and other chemical agents. Two hours wow. after protesters broke into the Capitol, police pushed them out and made more arrests. In video shot by local journalists, anti-lockdown uh, protesters can be seen kicking and jamming a flagpole into the State House doors to break the glass before Ooh. entering. In other wow. videos, protesters are seen assaulting members of the press covering the protests. Eventually, protesters opened the door on the west side of the building where a standoff began between protesters outside and state troopers inside. It, uh, finally, they did disperse. Uh, heard later, accused uh, Heard, who is one of the state senators who spoke to the protesters, is heard saying uh, he accused state senators of engaging in a campaign against the people and children of God. And you said some of these uh, protesters brought their firearms with, huh? Yeah, there was uh, mm, there was some mm, video. Mm, you mm. didn't see any of the video. Was, uh, no, I didn't. It was an but, ugly uh, scene, actually. Who's typing? Uh, in the words of uh, Johnny Cash, uh, "Don't take your guns to town, boys. Leave leave your guns at home." And print that out for me. Do you know how many hours Congress huh? was given to read that five thousand five hundred ninety-three page bill? Two. S six hours. Oh, I thought it was two. Wow. Yeah. Well. Well, no. somebody had to read it because somebody had to type it, but are, uh, did they sneak there, any stuff in there? Is there well, they had to pass Hello? it to find out what's in it. <laughs> well. Just let them go, John, until they're done. Go ahead, Johnny. Okay. You guys done? Yep. Uh, of course, there's been uh, the uh, unparalleled health challenges of 2020, but a new survey says uh, over half of Americans, 55%, consider 2020 a personal financial disaster. The survey asked 2,000 Americans what their financial status and future goals are. It's a question as 59% say 2020 has been filled with financial setbacks for them. 7 in 10 say their financial priorities have changed from the start of 2020 to now. More than 6 in 10 Americans, 65%, say they're depending on 2021 to recover financially from setbacks they've experienced during the pandemic. Uh, for nearly 4 in 10, that includes making serious cutbacks for their family. Even more of a reason to give Mr. Money Talk a call, 952-925-5608. Nice. 
Two election technology companies whose names have come up in President Trump's charges of widespread voter fraud in the presidential election are fighting back, prompting some unusual public statements from Fox News and Newsmax, who both have apologized on the air. The statements over the weekend and on Monday came after the companies Smartmatic and Dominion raised the prospect of legal action against the TV networks for reporting what they said was false information about them. Both companies were referenced in the campaign's suggestion that vote counts in swing states were manipulated to the advantage of uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Attorney General William Barr distancing himself from President Trump Monday, saying he saw no reason to appoint special counsels to oversee the Justice Department's criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. Uh, at a news conference to announce charges in an unrelated terrorism case, Barr, who's stepping down in two days, said that he did not see any reason to appoint a special investigator as far as the election goes either. Twin Cities film champion Al Milgram has died. Uh, you probably know Al if uh, you've been around the Twin Cities for a while. He founded what is now the Film Society of Minneapolis-St. Paul, taught cinema at the University of Minnesota, and launched the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Film Festival. Along the way, he built an audience for foreign and independent films, were bringing such famed directors as Werner Herzog, Jean-Luc Godard, and Milos Forman to town. He celebrated his 98th birthday just weeks ago. Last week, though, he had a stroke and died at his home in Dinkytown. Milgram had been holed up at home recently, determined to finish a documentary about a trip he took to Russia in the 1950s. While he's mostly known for being a backer of film in the Twin Cities, he also became a documentarian in his 90s with Singing in the Green, his portrait of multi-generational Minnesota polka band. Really? Yep. <clears throat> I know Kilauea. the name. I know the name. Al Milgram? Mm-hmm. Sh oh, yeah. I was going to say the Shimaleskis. <laughs> I know that name, too. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> uh, Kilauea Volcano on Hawaii's Big Island roared back to life Sunday night as lava went shooting into the air, boiling away a water lake, sending a massive plume of steam, gas, and ash soaring into the atmosphere. In the first hours of the eruption, lava mixed rapidly with water in the summit's crater lake to create steam. The sky above the eruption turned shades of orange and red as people lined up to watch the billowing column of gas and vapor rise above the volcano in the middle of the night. Tom Burchard's a senior forecaster with the National Weather Service in Hawaii. He said lava poured into the crater, mixed with the water to cause a vigorous eruption for about an hour. The water was the first ever recorded in the summit crater of Kilauea, uh, Kilauea in 2019 after a week of questions about a mysterious green patch at the bottom of the volcano's crater. Researchers confirmed the presence of water the lake had continued to fill since then. They have issued a warning of fallen ash from the volcano. Excessive exposure, uh, exposure to ash is an eye and respiratory irritant. The agency later said the eruption was easing and a low-level steam cloud lingering in the area and probably will be there for about half this week. Sorry. So it's a, it, everybody's in the clear now, mm. though, right? There will yep, be no more further fine. eruptions. How did it no, affect the, the other islands? Any effect on the other islands? I saw nothing, yeah, about the other islands, actually, even mentioned in the story. And we'll be entering a period here where we'll have to have a, some sort of pipe uh, examining our exhaust emissions again. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, quick quick note from our uh, former colleague, uh, Tom Pelissero. He covers the NFL um, for yes. the NFL Network. Uh, John, have you seen this in regards to the Washington football team quarterback, Dwayne Haskins? I did not. What happened? Okay. Well, um, he's being heavily criticized right now because um, he was shown 
partying maskless in a strip club. We're not mad that he was at the strip club the night after. We're, we're mad that he was there without a mask on, you see. He's breaking protocol. Hey, yep. uh, <laughs> speaking of that, is it true that Newsom ordered strip clubs open in California? Or did I, I just I'm unaware that? of that. I'm unaware of that. Hmm. Off to the Google we go. Yep. Falling iguanas. Remember this problem? It could be a problem again in Florida this week. The National Weather Service in Miami sent out an alert saying falling iguanas are possible as colder air filters in on Christmas Day. Uh, all of that's thanks to a strong cold front that started uh, that is slated to sweep through Florida on Thursday. Uh, here's the problem. Uh, they can only take so much cold weather. The iguanas, once, uh, once temperatures fall below 50 degrees, they become sluggish. Since they're cold-blooded animals, they can become immobile when temps fall below 40 degrees. Uh, and if you remember the story from a couple of years ago, they're in the tree and suddenly they're frozen and they start falling right. onto the ground. Yep. The good news for the iguanas, they aren't dead. They'll wake back up as the temperatures rise and they warm up. It's also best to just leave them alone, according to authorities, not touch the reptiles if you see them on the ground. A California judge ruled on Wednesday, this is from last week, that strip clubs are exempt from the state's most recent coronavirus restrictions in California. But churches still are. That I don't know about. Now you can go to a strip club, but I, I don't think you can go to church. No, can't do that. Maybe they should have church in a <gasps> strip club. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. In, in St. Louis, a dipping sauce dispute led to the shooting of a fast food worker at about 1 in the morning. It happened at a Wendy's on National Bridge Avenue at Union Boulevard. Workers told Fox 2 a man in the drive-thru wanted extra dipping sauce. He ordered it. When he didn't get what he wanted, he shot into the store. Seems reasonable. A bullet, a bullet hit a worker in the back. A worker is expected to recover. Uh, police are searching video from the area to try and find the man. Hey, Kenny, back to your um, uh, analogy that you just threw out there uh, with the combination church slash strip club. How do we handle communion in that uh, given scenario? I mean, do you go up one at a time? Do you? Uh, it's one at a line? time. Okay. One at a time. Go ahead, John. Are you at the rail? <laughs> are you just belly right up with the miner's light on your head? You guys are going to get replaced by golf carts. I'm not kidding. The, the police are investigating an incident involving a youth I, who trespassed Golf carts probably cost more, so that won't happen. <laughs> well, wow. I am myself. <laughs> wow. The police are investigating an incident involving a youth who trespassed into the white rhinoceros enclosure at the Singapore Zoo. Videos being circulated show the man doing a backflip inside the enclosure with the rhinos before jumping over the barricade and back onto the visitor's footpath. Four rhinos can be seen inside the enclosure. The original video uploaded onto... <laughs> Are the rhinos looking at each other like, check this dummy out. He has no idea, does he? <laughs> the Wildlife Reserve Singapore told the Strait Times that it filed a police report on Thursday. It condemned the youth's actions in an Instagram story posted on Friday calling it reckless and mindful act, which is socially irresponsible, extremely dangerous, and simply disrespectful to wildlife and the animals. The zoo operator also urged people not to pull such stunts as lives could be put in danger. Uh, are there any pictures? Yes. I would yes. Like to see I've seen it. Oh, good. It. Was. Chris, is the uh, picture of my girlfriend dancing in the lion's den still hanging on my uh, bulletin yes, board? Yes, it sure is. Booty cool. and all. Booty and all. Yeah, I would like to <laughs> put his picture next to hers. 
In Pennsylvania, it's a weird story, black vultures circle beneath a leaden sky, Hmm. swooping down close to the tombstones in a Marietta, Pennsylvania cemetery in search of something dead to eat. Well, they're in the right place, aren't you they? You doing a poem, John? What's going on? This what are you, John Updike? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Zane Gray? Give me a break. Let me, let me, let's see if I can do more of that. Classic Under horror imagery the four horsemen. A big uh, bird in the air is better than one on the roof, apparently, for homeowners in this town. 2,607 people live on the in the town. In Marietta's case, it's usually, right now, 10 to 20 vultures on the roof tearing off shingles, picking at rubber for hours, and leaving fresh coatings of their, uh, of their poop, let's put it, when they fly off because they're pooping out rubber. Experts are calling it whitewash, and it's destroying things in the town. Mm-hmm. Councilman Lewis McKinney said this is like Edgar Allan Poe stuff right here. No one's quite sure why the vultures, sometimes numbering in the hundreds, have chosen to converge on Marietta, like their slightly larger turkey vultures. Your cousins, black vultures, are native to Pennsylvania. Residents said they've always been seen in the summer months, but they soar high above the river and don't come down. They do eat the roadkill, too. Carrying a roadkill would take care of that, so they've always been a plus. In recent years, though, the vultures have moved inland once the frosts become consistent. They roost in pine trees and line up on warm rooftops, spreading their wings with spans of five feet Yikes. to soak up the sun. Yep. Residents say this year is worse than ever. One homeowner who asked not to be identified says she spent several thousand dollars repairing damage the vultures have caused to her roof. Uh, she said, unfortunately, my insurance company doesn't cover acts of vulture. On trash days, the vultures swoop down into the street, topple cans and make a mess, weighing up to six pounds, and they're always going to the bathroom, according to the folks that live there. 29-year-old Jade Brumfeld said, if you're walking down the street and they're on a dead squirrel or something, you're scared to walk by them, so you cross the street. She said her mother-in-law has taken to whacking her trees with a broom to chase away the scavengers. President <laughs> Tina Groom considered spikes on a roof or maybe a fake owl with a moving head. Are they protected? I mean, come on. There's, there's a solution to this. They are not protected, but they do not have any natural enemies either in nature. So nothing's chasing them away and they can't figure out how to get rid of them. But uh, if they're, prote- if they're non-protected uh, or, or not protected... And they're doing damage. Uh, uh-huh. You have a don't you have a right to uh, you make know, some noise, but take care of them. Yeah. Do that though in the middle of the city. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think a broom is going to do it. Johnny, no, thank you. Either. Yeah, thanks, sure. Johnny Cake Ridge Road. Say, EcoFund fans, uh, let me give you an update on the hours you have today and tomorrow, and on Christmas Eve day, EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake will be open from. 10 to 3 on Christmas Eve day, 10 to 3, close Christmas, and then back open Saturday, 10 to 6. Aren't you going to be the popular Santa if you uh, return home Christmas Eve day with a new purchase from EcoFund Motorsports? I got a text from a guy we all know Saturday. He bought three more electric assist bikes from EcoFund, making his purchases 10 bikes for the year because he gives them as gifts to his employees and his in-laws and his friends. And he said he can't beat the service that he's received at EcoFund. Must be nice working for that guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. And now until Christmas, you're, all GLers, you're going to get an additional $200 off the year-end sale prices for all Bintelli scooters and e-bikes. 
uh, pop star and rock star fat tire electric bikes at the lowest price ever of $12.99. Great Yamaha clothing on sale, 20% off through Christmas. All the great scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. The youth recreational equipment, the youth snowmobiles and ATVs, helmets, apparel, great service department. So you have today, tomorrow, and on Christmas Eve day, EcoFun will be open 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Close Christmas Day and then back open Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Stop the presses. Mm-hmm. On their Instagram, they're, they're very active on Instagram, EcoFun Motorsports. This was posted uh, one day ago. This is from EcoFun. The GL Mortician made his annual pilgrimage to our shop to get some more amazing Christmas gifts for his loved ones. He went home with our entire rack of three Bintelli B1 electric bikes, one of each color. Some lucky people will have an awesome Christmas. Thanks again for your business. See you next year. That's our friend Scott Mueller. And my question was, my response was, when he came in, did he check your pulse? I'm sure he did. Yes. And and then said, damn it, not ready yet. (laughs) EcoFun Motorsports, downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And he has a question for you. Do you know what you own? Well, you see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they just simply don't. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly even make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh is telling you, you've got to know what you own. And later today, you're going to hear from the man himself about how that advice has worked out for so many of his clients in the fiscal year of 2020. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. So please, take it from me that you can trust Josh. He has many decades of work in this field, and he's going to tell you to know what you own. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Yeah, that's right. It's free for all of you GLers. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Give him a call, 952-925-5608. For Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. I was going to go with, he has a general concern with all of his fellow co-workers. He's Joe Suchere. <laughs> Not general. Not general. Am I up or is Rook? No, Rook is up. I'm up because I'm ready to talk to you about the Minnesotan, a wonderful store in down cozy, picturesque, hallmark-esque downtown White Bear Lake. And I'll tell you what, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful situation here. They have a fully stocked store, and they're waiting for you. The Minnesotan is not your last-minute gift shop. They are your just-in-time gift experts. They'll take delivery, and this is a serious service. You can still place an order for delivery. What do you mean, they'll take delivery? Let's hear what I'm saying. They're the gift experts who take delivery and service very serious. You seem ah. really nervous. Are you making this up as you go along here? No, I'm reading the script that the Corey put together here, and I'm oh, ad, and I'm right. ad libbing. Right. No, it okay. is they they do take that very seriously. In fact, here's where they put their money where their mouth is, and I'm going off script right now. You can still place an order for delivery, guaranteed to arrive before Christmas Eve, to the Twin City Metro area 
up until Wednesday afternoon. That's the, the 23rd of December, which is another very important day in my life, which I will not reference. <laughs> the Minnesotan.com is the website. And uh, give something very cool and unique. They've got great gifts there for you to do. Check them out in downtown White Bear Lake. Open early and late during Christmas Eve, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Cheers to and Merry Christmas to all the garage logicians out there. That's the Minnesotan.com. It's the best store you can go into because there's so much variety. Downtown White Bear Lake, the Minnesotan.com for all the information that you need. Dr. Anthony Fauci said the new mutation of COVID-19 that has spread across the UK is likely in the US and may even have originated here, according to a top virologist but does not appear to affect the protective nature of the vaccines we're currently breaking out. When you see something that is pretty prevalent in a place like the UK, there are also mutations that we are seeing in South Africa. And given the travel throughout the world, I would not be surprised if it is already here, Judge Fauci told Judy Woodruff on PBS NewsHour. When we start to look for it, we're going to find it, he said adding that you have to make that assumption that the mutated bug is in the U.S. There's that word again, mutant. Uh, certainly it is not yet the prevalent one, the way it seems to have assumed that prevalent nature in the U.K., Fauci uh, said Monday. But we're going to be looking for it now, and I'm sure sooner or later we're going to run into it and find it. Uh, meanwhile, Jeremy Lubin, a virologist at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, joined a number of other infectious disease experts who say the variant may not even have originated in the UK in the first place. It may very well be here. It may have started here. The sequencing in the U.S. is so sporadic, he said. Uh, Angela Rasmussen, a virologist at the Georgetown Center for Global Health and Science and Security, said it makes sense that it was detected first in the UK because they probably have the world's best surveillance program. It would not shock me at all to find out that it is also circulating in the U.S. The experts suggest the new strain was identified in the UK first because the country has a strong monitoring system that has studied tens of thousands of genomic sequences of viral samples. Hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. That's... Have a great Christmas. And there's also a story on CNN of a, a doctor in the Congo uh, predicting with uh, some degree of certainty that something worse than Ebola is coming along. So we're going to let's look forward to okay. this Christmas season. Let's, yeah. uh, let's have at it. Mm -hmm. So have there been any uh, further instructions, or uh, is the government going to use this new uh, coronavirus strain to further uh, step all over our rights as Americans? I can um, help you with that. Please. Uh Fauci said he thinks the UK travel ban might be premature. I don't think that that kind of a draconian approach is necessary. I think we should seriously consider the possibility of requiring testing of people before they come from the UK here, but I don't think there is enough evidence now to essentially lock down any travel from the UK, but seriously to consider the possibility that you might want to require people who are coming here to be tested within a period of time, maybe 24, 34, or 76 hours mm. before they get on a plane and come to the U.S. And okay. so today, Dr. Fauci got Moderna's, Moderna's a vaccine alongside Health Secretary Alex Azar, National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins, and frontline workers at the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Right, you notice so the first rail, uh, 
first rail that's going to the uh, front of the line for all these uh, vac- vaccinations. You know, you notice that. ALC got hers right away. And another and then question, she's being, Such, she's being complained about by the rest of the squad who said she shouldn't have gotten it. Right. Yeah. Well, they're all getting it nonetheless. Another question about the new strain, Such, and forgive me if you mentioned it, it or maybe John could help out. Um, do we have the number of cases uh, that they have of the new strain? How many cases have no, there been? That's not been? that's not been revealed yet. All right, we, thank you. I think they're in the business now of trying to distinguish a new strain from the current strain. Hmm. Well, uh, Joe, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a gentleman, I believe he's a Brit, that uh, has been a viral sensation because of the vaccination. Are you oh, familiar yeah. with the story? Old old Martin, what's his last name? Uh, Martin Kendrick, I think. Martin Kendrick, yes. A 91-year-old guy was interviewed by a CNN anchor. And he went viral. I don't know why. I guess just because he's so pleasing. Well, I think it was his response to why he was so happy to have received the vaccination. Right. I said, what's this thing? You're doing the vaccination. He said, yes. I hope I aren't not going to have the bloody bug now. (laughs) I don't intend to have it because I've got granddaughters and I want to live a long time. Yes. 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 yes, of course. And I polish my teeth with the British toothpaste, which will decay the enamel. Rocky's 91. He's a, really a hail fellow well met. Yeah. I love that he called it the bloody bug. The bloody the bug. Bloody, bloody bug. <laughs> and he went to Oxford. He went to Oxford. Oh, Was he well, wearing his Oxford tie? Uh, I don't know what he did for a living all <laughs> oh. his life. But, no, he looked like a very fit hail fellow. It was just a delightful, delightful gentleman. Play that again, uh, I went Reeves. Rook and I went to Brown Institute, so... I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really showing, I said, too. what's this thing? You're doing the vaccination. <laughs> is it yes? I hope I aren't not going to have the bloody bug now. <laughs> I don't intend to have it because I've got granddaughters and I want to live a long time. Hell, his granddaughter's got to be 75. Well, no, <laughs> not that old. Maybe in, maybe in their 50s or 40s. Well, whatever. Yeah. He was, though. He's wearing his Oxford tie. Like, oh, sure, he went to Oxford. Well, let's not find a reason to rip the guy. (laughs) You're heading down the right path, Matthew. Besides, he didn't get the bloody bug. Quite right. Julia writes, hail the Christmas light king. (laughs) Hail Hail you. you. Hail hail you. A few weeks ago, I mailed you and your lovable dummies a Christmas card. An (laughs) old-fashioned stamp and all. The boys may have sadly noticed a lack of cool uh, chill boys gift cards, but I outfit four teenage boys and a handsome husband instead. Since your successful podcast began, I became an arduous off-site correspondent as I am an English teacher and embrace attempts at your writing style. Well before the GL podcast, I purchased at cover price your collection. Ah, you should have waited, Julie. You could have got it for 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once there was a ballpark was a difficult read as I was seven or eight when they demolished your beloved stadium, but I've always been drawn to your conservative, antiquated thoughts. So yesterday when I caught you in a topic where my knowledge exceeds <laughs> yours... I decided to write one last 2020 correspondence. The favorite soundbite where the husband instantly chooses B during quarantine comes to mind when viewing the firewood photo below. You see my husband, trapped with family, only for two weeks during the end of March, split all of those treasured wood piles. As Kenny mentioned, the young boys hauling wood to splinter while dad cuts them then back into a tidy pile is quite the chore. This beautiful winter stock took more than 100 hours and gave our entire family a break from one another. 
Kenny and Chris might observe that there are at least six cords comprised of maple, nice. oak, and ash on our property. Awesome, awesome. You might enjoy knowing that we do not sell any of it, as our 100-year-old home has a furnace and a wood burner. This also means that our boys haul wood during the winter, too, praying that you enjoyed this old-fashioned memory, but more importantly, that you and your crew enjoy Christmas as you have all earned joy and peace. Julia, isn't she nifty? I love her writing style. Her uh, kind of backhanded compliments are fantastic. (laughs) Well, she's getting it for me, she said. Antiquated. Yeah, you're conservative. You're antiquated. (laughs) She sent a picture of their woodpile. It's massive. I feel like I am, I've got uh, a Class D minor league woodpile compared to that one. Uh, I, I, I'm, compi- I'm, I'm piling up firewood for next year. I'm getting an outdoor burner next summer, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need 5 to 10 cord. Do you have cord I, of wood envy? Hey, really quick. I do. So, got it. Pretty bad. So, yeah. Joe, we got an email from Justin. You were talking about your solo stove on yesterday's program, and Justin uh, wrote me and said, Hey, Reeves. Just a heads up that there's a competitor to the solo stove, and it's right here in our own backyard called the Brio, B-R-E-E-O. They have several different models, uh, but the Phoenix model is probably the closest to a solo as you can cook on the edge of it. Last, I knew a company that I used to work for had one sitting on their showroom floor uh, in Wilmer. Anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Because like I said, the solo is so back-ordered, you won't be able to get it till March. They have a, uh, I'm on their website at Brio.com, and they have, like, their ad campaign. It's like, Brio, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we got no wow. shot. Ain't got no smoke, got lots of wood, ready to go with my Brio. <laughs> wow. John, He's how come you shot. didn't chime in with your guitar? That was yeah, awesome, Johnny. Matthew. See, now, yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't any back order or worry about when I acquired my fire pit because I just went down to the... You know, the local bleep shop and picked up a tractor <laughs> rim out of the back and uh, hauled her home, and here here we go. It didn't cost me a dime. Well, I, I don't want to keep talking about this thing. Let them buy some time if they want me to wax eloquently about Here's Kenny with news from the crappy coffee shop. <laughs> I got in the jalopy, went up to Urbank, population 10. What is the uh, government's, uh, what is Governor Walls' approved number of people you might have in your home at Christmas? I believe it's it's 15. Three families, three Three households. Three households. You must take a number. Well, one uh, one fellow from a household who intends to be here uh, is, is very concerned about catching COVID for a variety of reasons. Uh, and he he has been living exclusively as much time as possible outdoors in home in the Chicago area. And so he said, you better lay me in some wood. And I texted him our forecast for Thursday, which is, you know, 20 below windshield and howling winds. He said, your forecast don't frighten me. You better lay in a lot of wood. I intend to be outside as much as possible. So I hope I got enough wood for this guy. Is he setting up some homeless encampment out in well, the backyard? Well, no, he's, he, just, <laughs> he just intends to, uh, he intends to uh, distance himself if he feels uh, that things. But everyone in the house has tested negative. Everyone. This person, everyone who's coming here has tested negative. This unmentioned male is, um, is very skinny, so I hope he lays in some blankets. He's going to be cold. I got blankets. He can get, I can get you a blanket. But he's gonna he's gonna light that. I think he'll light it on Christmas Eve, even though it's gonna be dreadful out. Just dreadful. Uh, 
I've got a stack of willow logs I was just going to put in the burn pile. Do you want me to chunk those up and run them no, down? You know, that kid's no, pretty smart. That kid's pretty smart because he's using COVID to his advantage to kind of keep him, himself away from the, the goings-on yeah, inside he's no the, dummy, uh, is he? the main flagship. I have a better <laughs> idea. Instead of a number of blankets, Such, why don't I run over an extra bottle of uh, Harmony Spirits rum? That'll keep him warm while he's sitting oh, he's there. A, he's a up, rum aficionado. <laughs> set up Scotch. camp in the garage. The garage is fantastic. I'm not going to light a fire in the garage, you moron. <laughs> I didn't say light a fire in the garage, you goober. Yeah, but guess who did tell me to do that? No. Did she, she really? did Uh-huh. Come on. Oh, yep. God, it's smokeless. It's smokeless. No, no. She presumed that the big door would be open. I said, are you? That's no, ridiculous. No, that defeats the that. purpose. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Almost sounds like no. something you do, actually. He doesn't, <laughs> don't do that. he doesn't want any of the cold to get on his engines in the MG or the yeah. Triumph. Yeah. Say, uh, Spencer Gronhofer, we also have his hours for you. I want you to be clear about your Christmas shopping needs. On Christmas Eve day, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo is open 9 to 5. And unbelievably enough, and miraculously enough, the angel of the Lord has smiled down on Spencer and said, why don't you just stay closed on Christmas? So he is. They're closed on Christmas Day and Saturday, back <laughs> open, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm not sure he's ever had a day off. He worked seven days a week since the first day he signed on with GL. <laughs> now, you, here's what else I'm going to do for you. to give you. The, I'm going to give you the phone number uh, in the event you might be able to uh, still secure your Christmas ham, those double double thick baked hams from Spencer Grunhofer, 651-426-2800, 651-426-2800. And then when you're there, you know exactly what you'll do. You're going to load up on the brats. You're going to load up on the meatloaf. You're going to load up on the rookie burgers and belly burgers. You're going to load up on the jerky and the salmon and the seasoning and the tomahawk steaks, prime rib for Christmas, ham for Christmas, uh, you can't find a better destination than Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat in Hugo. They they sold over 200 pounds of meatloaf just this last weekend. You know what else and, I love? I love our, our, our listeners because when they go on to social media, they're basically Instagramming and tweeting out what their meat orders are for their Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinners. I love people that. Are, people are buying brats to give us Christmas presents, and I think that's a nifty idea. He just had a couple in from St. Cloud over the weekend. They just bought uh, two baskets full of brats, and they were going to give them out as Christmas presents. Yes, it's like they're using it as money. It's Yes, yeah, like Bitcoin or right, meat. Right. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61. Where else? It's right at the north end of Hugo, just on the east side of Highway 61. 651-426-2800. It's the best Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Do it. Yeah, I bet you are. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I'm not restarting it. <laughs> Give me a liner, rookie. Give me a liner. Rookie, say something clever. No, I know what he'll say. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> I better not. I better not. Joe Souchere. <laughs> yes. Joe Souchere. <laughs> well, speaking of the forest and the greenery and Mount Everest... <laughs> Uh, these rumors. And now now I'm reading about the ATF. Oh, my God, the rumors on the news and social and over 
over yonder at the NAC Hardware and Lounge about the future, the Second Amendment. It's just uh, every day there's new rumors. I'm not sure what I believe anymore. But I know one thing. Supply is tight on ammo. <laughs> Thankfully, us GLers have DKMags.com on Old 8. Uh, th that's up in New Brighton, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're going to keep us supplied, stocked, and, yes, informed. Plenty of firearms at both joints of all varieties to choose from. Ammunition, yeah, but GLers, you know the drill. It's with all the caveats we're used to by now. Oodles of accessories. That's what I want to talk about. So many fun accessories that later this week, I'm just going to wander into DK Mags uh, up in New Brighton without a Christmas list, with an empty head, like usual, and pick out a stocking uh, stuffer or two for my son. I'm going to keep it simple and cheap, and I promise you it'll be awesome because DK Mags has everything we could possibly need, even some stuff we didn't know we needed. Uh, special orders always very easy, and if you're a vet or if you're in the service or a member of the Thin Blue Line, Oh, thank you so much, and that's why you get a discount. Check out all the firearms and all the goodies at dkmags.com, or better yet, stop in. They're either on uh, Old 8 New Brighton or Monticello Pawn and Gun. Apparently, millions of Americans, as they age, uh, fall down more frequently. Uh, like on a golf course? Don't say this like you don't know. That was at 9 in know. the morning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you force me into that every time, Reavers. I have to tell you, it was 9 in the morning. I know. I, I like Kenny. Can't, dr I like can't Kenny. drink all day if you don't start at 5 in the morning. I hadn't said a thing. Kenny, what was your line? Don't say this like you don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he goes, apparently. <laughs> well, University of St. Thomas students are working on an idea that would break your fall if you tipped over. They're creating a body airbag. And, and so you'd have an airbag on, and uh, Channel Five had this story, mm -hmm. and I I don't I watched it, and I don't know how uh, an elderly person would inflate it in time. I mean, if you start tipping over, no, 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 it inflates on its own when yeah. it senses you're going down. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, some doc came up with this, and the, it Which somehow means... got turned over to. Which means every time you Jeez. get into your backswing, it's a golf swing, wouldn't it? <laughs> that thing's going off. But you end up with a great big pillow around your midsection and then up at your shoulders, so you kind of bounce like a Joe Palooka doll on the floor. You kind yeah. of roll around <laughs> like a and then somebody wobble. helps you up. Yeah. 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 But, but okay, that's great, and they've broken your fall. But the real shame comes... When you do stand up again, and you've got you know four deflated bags and powder and crap all over your body, and you can't do the quick look around like if you tripped on the sidewalk, right. like hey, what the hell was that doing there? You uh, you are basically uh, demeaned by, uh, and you're, it's a low point in your life. Well, oh. if this catches on, oh. I, I, I can easily see that this would become mandatory for children. Yeah, because doesn't yeah. it remind you of a friend of ours, Such? Who does it remind you of? We uh, just had her on a couple of months ago. Morgan. Helmet Mart? Yeah. Yes. Morgan Cuey Old Slattery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She would sell these body vests at Marlene's House of Helmets. <laughs> Only because they come to us. All the way from where, fellas? Mumbai, India. Welcome. From Tom Lyman. How long is he and the missus going to be stranded over there? 
They must they're like on a world their tour, work aren't they? Is, well, the problem their is, work is done. he thinks he's a staff member now, and he keeps drawing these things up, and he, now he's in. He can't well, get I out only, of it now. I only do these on occasion because they come to us all the way from Mumbai. And no, I think what Rookie's saying is he's been in Fridley since you know April. Yeah, right, he's, he's just, just saying Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> I triangulated the signal. On this day in 1858, the Reverend Edward D. Neal officiated at the dedication of the first House of Hope Presbyterian Church Building, a chapel that stood on Walnut Street between Oak and Pleasant Streets in St. Paul. The congregation moved in 1869 to a church at Fifth and Exchange Streets, and then in 1914 to Summit Avenue, where you can still see that beautiful House of Hope uh, church right on Summit Avenue. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And that opened in 1914. 14. Hmm. Boy, there's a lot of building going on here in these parts of the woods, wasn't there? The cathedral, the capital, the House of Hope, those mansions on Summit. Everything went up between about 1900 and 1925. It's just amazing. They put a new Applebee's over in over on, uh, <laughs> was it Wheelock Parkway? A couple, maybe 10, 15 years ago. We're losing The weird quick. thing is, is that... <laughs> 15 years later, they put another one over in Invergrove Heights, exactly the same. <laughs> Go figure. Happy birthday, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, I, it's not today. I'll just put it that way. How old are you going to be? Eight? I feel like it sometime. Yeah, like it sometimes. It do. feels good, too. It feels really good. What's your Christmas deal? Just your family, your immediate family at home? Uh, no, we have uh, two family members coming over um, two, from two different households. Yeah. So we're uh, we're trimming it back. We're gonna order from uh, Skinner's right on Randolph because oh, yeah. we're not gonna have a buffet. So we're trying to have it all, you know, so people aren't grabbing and stuff like that, and the proper amount of social distancing. So you guys are not canceling Christmas. Uh, we may not have to cancel Christmas, and we are we are not canceling. And I, I'm gonna practice on uh, some of the uh, Harmony Spirits rum this evening just to make a dry run. I want to make a salted caramel white Russian for my wife. So I need a good recipe. Go ahead. I, I've got well, to Google find it. I, I will. Hey, uh, there is a product that you can buy. It's a sea salt liqueur that I've had before. Oh. It's it's good, but it's only small doses. Maybe one or two at the absolute most, because all that sugar is a little overkill. Yeah. But it is pretty. I, I'll look it up for you. But it's a sea salt liqueur. That's available, and I, I'll see if I can find out where you can get it at. But it's good. It's really good. John, what about you? Are you going to be home? Uh, I'm going to be home because, Rook, uh, Christmas has been canceled in North Dakota oh, this year. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah. I have some info for you, by the way. Uh, yeah. Martin Kenyon, the British fella. The British fellow who said he didn't want to get the bloody bug. Yeah, the 91-year-old fellow. You were curious what he did for a living. Right. Uh, he was a Railroad. journalist. Oh. And he worked in international affairs. Wow. He was he was a good friend of Martin Luther King. He was a good friend of Nelson Mandela. Wow. Uh, he also is the godfather of one of Desmond Tutu's daughters. He uh, worked to fight apartheid in South Africa. So he's got quite a history. I'll be mm. darned. Well, then he's not just some random person. Oh, no, this, he no, has... he's not some goofball. Okay, okay. All right, Rook, no. check it out. I pulled it up. It's called Jackson Morgan Southern Cream Salted Caramel. It looks like you can get it at Total Wine. I'm not sure if Elevated carries this or not either, but uh, you can get it. It's about 20 bucks a bottle. Okay. It, uh, it make, it's really good with rum. Damn. Joe. Uh, there you go. Suit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, are you going to ask me what my plans no. for? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm not interested. I'm sure they involve shooting either. something or you, well, burning you gas everybody. cans in a fire pit. You and, asked everybody. No, what are you going to be doing, Kenny? No, I'm going to be minding my own business. See, I knew, I knew you were saying that right do now. the same thing. <laughs> and, and, not, and not bore us with the details of your lame no, Christmas. I, I picture Kenny next to a nice open fire with a... Uh, a frozen pizza that he cut with his uh, with no. his knife that he just Fellas. gutted a rack greasy of salmon. Greasy salmon. Uh, I had uh, a frozen pizza last night for dessert because for dinner I prepared and fixed a pumpkin pie. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Wait a minute. Backwards. You, had backwards, the, yeah. you did it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it all wrong, Kenny. You're doing it all wrong. You got to have no, the pizza first, then the pie. Uh, it worked out. It worked out nicely. It worked what? out nicely. That's messed up. Oh. Hey, uh, Rook, you know, speaking of restaurants this holiday season, I know we have our friends over at Ray and Welter Heating that are Boy. wanting us to help out. You know, it's uh, really a good idea for all of us to patronize our local establishments. These are hardworking family members. These are hardworking families that have the businesses. Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning, they want to remind you to support your local restaurants it's a tough go right now. We all know that. Try to help save all those businesses by getting some great takeout food, and we'll get back to the normalcy someday. But Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning is asking you to show your support and order up some great food from different restaurants like Skinner's Pub on Randolph. There you go. How about Jack's Cafe in Minneapolis? Our friends at 30 Bales over in downtown Hopkins. Red Cow and Red Rabbit all throughout Minneapolis and St. Paul. And, of course, the Man City. Yeah. How many uh-huh. locations? Is there three or four locations, uh, There's, I believe there's four. Four locations. Of Don't These are all locally owned restaurants. Mm-hmm. 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 But, Johnny, your store is up in Anoka, right? Uh, mine's in right on the border of Anoka and over. Yep. Very cool. And if you're traveling over the hills and through the woods and across the river, and it's 94 in Wisconsin, for the love of all things holy, get into the coffee grounds in yeah. Eau Claire. Good My point. goodness. Good point. Please. Mm-hmm. Support those locals. That's the reason Ray N. Welter Heating and Air Conditioning is um, patronizing the Garage Logic podcast. We're asking you to support uh, their drive to support the great establishments. And if you have any heating needs this holiday season, check them out at welterheating.com. That's welterheating.com. And tell them the Rook sent you. John, will, will we be seeing you tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow you will not. I have well, a previous uh, obligation. Okay. Uh, my my so wife's having an operation on her foot. So. Right. Well, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Rook's coming Merry up Christmas. on the ride. Yeah. Uh, but Kenny will be here tomorrow, and Reavers and me will be here tomorrow. I might make a uh, surprise call in. All right. Because <laughs> it's a special day for someone I know. So. Oh, oh God. What? Almighty. It's a special day tomorrow? Yes. Yes. And we won't have to cancel it either. <laughs> All right, GLers. Okay. I have. Joe's speechless. I really am. Yeah, I think so. I think so. If he's speechless, then that means he's quiet, so he's going to go listen to some other podcasts. Well, there's many other podcasts listed on his smartphone, and that app is PodMN. Otherwise, folks, if you're hanging around looking for something Christmassy to listen to, there's many Minnesota podcasts that you can check out at PodMN.com. That's on your computer. But there's great other ones. There's wonderful podcasts, Christmas podcasts, Food podcast, rookie table talk podcast. All I sorts like this of great podcast. Stuff. I like Garage, this one. Well, they're already here, so we already know that. But we want to po- support all the other ones that Garage Logic and Garage Logicians would like to entertain and listen to. 
podmn or podmn.com. Yeah. Say happy birthday to me. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. CPCP. No, we're yes, wrapping we the show up. Dang. His name is Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is in the, on the line with us right now here in Garage Logic, and you should give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And do it right now. 952-925-5608. Always getting straight talk, never sugar-coated advice from the man himself. He's on the line with us right now. And Josh, I'm hearing that you had a pretty big year in 2020, didn't you? 2020 was very big following a very good 2000. 19 year to date the proprietary portfolio real money invested it's a strategy that is used for all of my clients a concentrated focused portfolio focused in on companies involved in the internet leisure china related businesses real assets and short term trading using an asset allocation model of up to 30% in cash 30 to 60% in what we consider value companies and the balance invested in growth and for short-term trading. There are no bonds in this portfolio. There are no industrials, financials, energy, materials, or commodity-related companies. So this differs mightily just from the S&P 500. Just to toot the horn a little bit, the S&P 500 is up year-to-date just under 15%. Proprietary portfolio net after fees is up 62.5% as we speak. We are very heavy in companies that we've talked about here on this program, such as Apple. Apple got a nice boost uh, in the last few days on a report of Apple entering the EV electrical vehicle market sometime in 2024. Amazon, to me, continues to be a stock to own, particularly with with the themes of de-home and even de-urbanization. These are some big places that I think can continue to to work even going into 2021. I do expect volatility to continue in 2021. Concerns about the growth of the economy, corporate earnings and corporate guidance going forward, a new administration that could be focused on increasing taxes and increasing regulation. And that's the kind of sound advice that you're going to get each and every time that you give Mr. Money Talk a call. Do it today, 952-925-5608. It's New Year's resolution time. Time to get that financial portfolio in the best of shape. And nobody better to do that than Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Always going to give you straight talk. Never going to give you sugar-coated advice. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thanks for the chat. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. You got it. Thank you.